Welcome back to Legally Teaching Engineer Sports. I am here with I Bean Dylan. I'm here with Max and Sam Loga. We are all the way to week 45, which means we're up to episode 45. The title, play by play, day by day. Why is that, Max? Because I'm excited for this one. We got a PA announcer, a public address announcer coming on. His name's Mason. I don't know the last name, but I'm excited. So we have Mason Lowry. He is not only a PA announcer, he is also a play-by-play commentator for uh, Buckeye Cable Sports Network in Northwest Ohio and Southeastern Michigan, as well as he does stuff for ESPN3 on ESPN. Well, ESPN3 for Toledo, uh, University of Toledo Athletics. So very cool play-by-play commentator. I'm really excited for this one. Sam, what else are we doing? Uh, you got your classic serenity now, uh, sports roundtable, and then some locks of the week. Should be a good one. Nailed it. Nice shirt, Sam. Let's get it going, boys. I like that song. A good song. I was struggling to find music today, but then I came across my YouTube. It's a good song. There we go. Sam, have you ever played Beard Arts? No. Yes. No. I've watched from a distance. Seems dumb. Yeah. I would agree. Oh, yeah. That was all. Um, into <laughs> it. I think the first thing you should ask or get in on is the 999. This past Thursday. How'd it go, Sam? I didn't throw up, so I'd say pretty well. Max? Uh, I would say it went well. Personally, I was a little disappointed in myself, but it's all right. Powered through. Wonder what I found in my microwave this morning? Six hot dogs from Jefferson Field in Lansing, Michigan. That's correct. Yep. <laughs> Some ballpark dogs that I had to throw away because those probably weren't good to eat. I lied. I had two of them. <laughs> <laughs> How's your stomach? <laughs> Yeah, I've gone to the bathroom a couple times. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I thought I was successful. I didn't finish. Six six dogs, nine beers. I think Max was three dogs, nine beers. Sam was four dogs, two beers. Um, it was fun. It's uh, We came in late. Not really late. It was just the amount, the mass amount of people who were waiting to get into a Lansing Lug Night and Gray Lake Loons game was uh, something we did not anticipate. No, uh, Lansing people don't know how to do math. They probably pay fifteen dollars to get in to drink two dollar beers. I, I don't see how that math. Maths. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was odd, but uh, when we, once we got in, we caught up pretty quick. Or most, I think Max and I by the fourth inning we had four beers down, and about I had four hot dogs down by the fourth inning. So yeah, you did. That was about forty five minutes, probably is all. So yeah, we got after it. Um, yeah, that was the other struggle. Is that game went like lickety split too? It, it was very quick. Uh, they were not messing around. <laughs> yeah, that was a two-hour, ten-minute game. So tough. Uh, the Great Lakes Loons were winners, um, but I think the highlight of the night was the deep foul ball to left field corner. So we were standing in left field home run territory, but in the foul ball area of it. So ball gets roped pretty hard. I go coming our way, and I took two steps back and I go got it. And palm smack. I caught the shit out of it. The hot dog in my other hand. That was a highlight for me for sure. 
I think it was the highlight for the whole section. Everybody started erupting. It was, it was sweet. Yeah. Yep. It was it was classic, great baseball play, great communication. Shout out Mr. Bilby that has stayed in Dillon. Uh <laughs> I made sure that I let everyone know around me that I was getting this. Yeah. So because otherwise I was going for it. I had taken a step and Dylan called me off, so I let him have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um other highlights, I think we just generally had a good showing for ourselves. Um it was a great time, great weather. Uh, I'd love to try it again. Um. Yeah, I think it was all around great. Any other final thoughts on the nine nine nine? Um, we'll be I'll, back. Yeah, I would love to rip it again and have a be there earlier and be able to set my standards of hot two hot dogs in front of me, two beers in front of me, and get after it kind of thing. Yep. Not have to play catch up. Yep. I think if we're better pace, like Sam said, the next game, the day next, was eight to six eight to six. So, I mean, we could have been probably a okay there. Tough. It's all right. Um, all right. The next thing we have to recap is what max my domination at the logo Olympics for all of you that are listening. I did go back to back. I mean, four point victory isn't domination, but you did really well. So yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so Thanks. podium was filled by the three of us. Sam came in third and I got second. Max won. Um, it was a good day. It was yeah. I think it I think it was more fun this way as everyone had each other's partners. And I think we have we're on the path to greatness here. We found some new games that I think most people liked. We found some games that some people didn't like. What were your favorite games, Sam? Uh yeah, so we had the new one, Water Toss, running. That was fantastic. I was partnered up with Christina for that. A one partner. Couldn't have been better. That's one. Uh, yeah, fantastic game. That'll definitely be back. Max, what'd you, what'd you like most? Uh, I I mean, I love the water toss, like Sam, but I also like um, Beersby. Beersby was up there for me this year. I was part of her sister, Olivia. Yeah. And we took first in that one, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, and Olivia, she figured out throwing a Frisbee towards the end, but her Frisbees are going straight right there for a while, so it was a pretty epic performance by Max. Um, and then, yeah, generally, I just think it was an awesome uh, event. I agree. The water toss and beers beer up there for me. Um, yeah, got on the podium. We shot champagne off. It was a fun time. So, yeah, we're we're uh, considering opening the door next year to non, I guess, affiliates of the locals. So if you're interested, maybe reach out to us and let us know. We're, uh, I guess we're taking applications, you could say. Um. With that, let's move on to a few more roundtables. I got one more. Sam, give us one. Uh, classic Messi gonna kick walk through the MLS. Called that one. No concerns there. Um, I think Ronaldo's a little butthurt saying that the Saudi league's better. I kind of doubt that. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be fun to watch Messi just cake walk himself through you know multi billion dollars for. Minimum effort. That's what you'd love to see. Yeah, that was of the Saudi League, did you guys see what just was offered to Mbappe? His massive contract that was accepted by PSG. So they accepted his transfer money. And now it's just on him if he wants to go or not. Yes, we're paying what a transfer fee of 300 and something. And his yeah. uh, salary of for a year will be $776 million. Yep. So basically, basically, it's a billion dollar deal. Mm-hmm. To win. And- 
to some team some in the Saudi. Saudi. Yeah. To the Saudis. Yep. Yeah. And then <laughs> they broke down his contract. He'd be making twenty four dollars a second every day. Yeah. That's not even playing twenty four dollars a second. Sunday. <laughs> Two point uh, one million a day. Wow. Wolf. Yeah. So that, that was my round. That was my big round table. If you guys saw that big contract. Nice. Um, mine is, and you guys have any thoughts on the world, t- uh, world cup so far or hard to watch, or... hard to watch. Yeah. Times are tough. We're... It's hard when it's a uh, game kicking off at 1am or 3am like Sam did. Sam woke up. Opener. Yeah. I would, I would, that was a great game. Like if you have the ability to do it and West coast, they're, you know, it's midnight. So that's probably more doable for them, but yeah, it was, it's fun, but your sleep schedule is ruined. <laughs> I would agree. And USA better pick it up. That's tough start. Uh, tough first yeah, game. They're gonna have to get after it tonight when they play the Netherlands. So they better figure it out. So a smooth move there, Max. It's gonna be Wednesday, July twenty sixth. Good call. You like that? Yeah. I think there are some other things, but I think we're gonna keep cooking because we have a sweet interview tonight. So let's go ahead and sashay to the Surrey Now segment. Now sponsored by Stadium Designs. Pay ten dollars, hop on, be our celebrity Serenity Now speaker, and receive an LTE shirt of your choice designed by Stadium Designs. Tonight we have Max. My uh, Serenity Now. I had a brief one last week about CVS being not good enough for golf in the morning. NBC snaps to you for doing that this week. Uh, but the real one I want to go with was uh, Bali Sports and their announcers since two thousand eighteen. They have ranked in the bottom five for announcing baseball by the fans, by other media. They're in the bottom five. They're below the Oakland Athletics announcer who just got fired for saying something racist. That's how bad Shepard and whoever he's got next to him is. It is awful. So my thing is serenity now to Bali sports. Figure it out. You've had, what is it, six years now, seven years Get somebody that knows what they're doing. Bring back Rod. Bring back Mario. Yeah, I don't think they're coming back, but I agree. I think this is the third time we've talked about Bally Sports. They're so bad. I turned on the game today, and I sat there. So blindly in the third inning, I turned it on. And I counted. There was like 26 seconds of dead silence. I just turned it on. It was like the middle of the third, the second at bat. Like, what are we doing? And then Shepard finally goes, the one-two. Like, it was 23 <laughs> seconds of just silence, and then randomly a one-two, he says. Yeah, it's just, it's just bad, and – we were watching him or we were getting ready to watch him someday when we were down at Dylan's and he goes, you want to listen to Bollies or do you want to listen to music? Music, a thousand percent. I don't need to listen hesitate, to yeah. No need to listen to Bollies. So Serenity freaking now, Bolly Sports, pick it up. Yeah. Thanks, Max. That's a good one. Brought to you by uh, Stage Image Designs. With that, we have the main feature tonight on episode 45, play-by-play, day-by-day. Our guest speaker, our interviewee is Mr. Mason Lowry, who helms from Northwest Ohio. He is currently working for Buckeye Cable Sports Network, and he's been there since 2011, where he does play-by-play for all sports, all sorts of different sports. He's been working with the Toledo Rockets as a play-by-play announcer via ESPN3, and is the official voice of the historic and beloved Toledo Mudhens, while happily being married and maybe not so happy with his love for Hull City. Mr. Mason Lowry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being here, Mason. 
Oh, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. And I am I am always happy with my love for my beloved Hull City, uh, even when they're not playing well, which is often. Um, but it's been good. It's been a fun 13 years as a fan of that extremely random middle of nowhere football club in England, but I've had a great time with it. I love that. Over the next half hour, I'm sure as well. I'm excited. Nobody asked me to do anything like this ever. So this is uh, this is kind of fun for me, too. We've had no one like you on this podcast so we're very excited to have you mason um before we go to anything else we brought up whole city because it's on your twitter and i'm a creep so i that's how i got that information (laughs) um but so they're not in the premier premier league right now but so who would be your go-to premier league team we all have our own we selected a team each mine is brentford sam has full fulham max has i have brighton brighton mason who would you go with you know two of those would be choices of mine as well um, Brighton and Brentford. Brentford, you've got um, one of our really good young products, Keen Lewis Potter, whom you guys signed last summer. He's been injured, hasn't played much, but he's a major, major talent. Um, and Brighton, I love the way that they play. They have a, a terrific, a terrific style. Hull's manager, Liam Rossinier, coached at Brighton previously. Uh, then went to Derby County and he was manager there very briefly. And, and now he's back at Hull where he played for five years. Uh, I have a lot of fondness for Fulham too, uh, lest you think <laughs> Sam, that I, I left you out, uh, simply because they have such a history of Americans playing there and thriving yeah. there. Yep. Yeah. Um, That's the main reason I picked them is they've got three or four Americans like starting. So, and, and they have a former Hull city manager, Marco Silva, his first job <laughs> in England was at Hull for half a season uh, and almost got a really, really bad team to stay in the premier league. Um, <laughs> My other choice, because I kind of get to just follow the league since I don't really have skin in the game so much, is Bournemouth, um, mm. because they have no great history in English football. They play in a very small little stadium. Um, I love the fact that they're still hanging around with the big boys. I think that's a really cool thing. There's so many awesome stories all over the English football landscape. There's like a million in the Premier League alone, but uh, it's, we- a fun, it's a fun league and a fun culture to follow, don't you think? Oh, yeah. We have nothing compared to you, Mason. Holy moly. We've just found something, boys, that we could have back on for some time. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot. It was something Wildly. random we did in the fall, and we're like, right, we're going to pick a team. We all got their jerseys, and I watched every game since Brighton's played in the Premier League. So I've gained a following, but it was That's something awesome. random. So, yeah. All so right. I have I, – I wish it was in – I'm in my office right now, one of our spare bedrooms at home. Um, in the master bedroom is my 2009 – Hull City Josie Altidore shirt. Oh. <laughs> so he's the reason why I picked Hull City in the first place was because right when I decided I, I'm picking a club and I'm going to follow somebody to hell and back or to Hull and back in, in his game. <laughs> uh, nice. Josie Altidore, thank you. You can, you can keep great. that one. Josie's my age. I think I was 19 or 20 when I decided this is my club. And he went on loan there and it was like, great, I'm buying the shirt and this is my team and I'm all in. And he was no good at all and a really poor team, but I don't know, it got under my skin and 14, 15 years later, I'm still here and I watch every game on their streaming service. And I'm very, Love that. very in tune with what they're doing, which is a little trickier to do when they're not in the premier league, when they're in the second or third tier, like they've been for the last five seasons now, but it's been, uh, it's been fun. And it's great when you have a sport you can watch where there's no other sports on. 
There it is. The Saturday. There's not a whole lot else going football. on. Well, you you guys know. Yep. On a Saturday, yep. college football Great. hasn't started yet. Um, yep. Unless you're a diehard Formula One qualifying fan, <laughs> you're not watching that on a Saturday morning. So Amen. throwing myself headlong into soccer has been really, really cool. I love that. And quick, I don't know if anyone picked up on it. So that means Mason's 34, 35. We're not trying to give stuff away, but all right. <laughs> um, I think, so that's the first question. We already got off to a great start. Sam, I'm going to give it to you. I have no idea what you're going to ask, but go ahead and give us yeah. a question. Love it. I'll be honest with you. I'm normally the wild card here. I'll ask some random stuff. Um, so we'll, we'll start off nice and easy. What's your favorite color? <laughs> like that. Uh, various shades of blue. Well, I'm wearing like a navy <laughs> you're wearing it. right now. Actually, you can look, you can kind of see behind me my shelves Ooh, of the Converse. Chuck Taylors. Uh, I have a lot of blue Chuck Taylors. I think my favorite, I'm not a North Carolina fan. Maybe my favorite color period is like Carolina blue. Like those right there. There it is. Blue. Okay. Nice. That is nice. All right. That's a good start, Sam. Max, rolling it to you. All right. So I'm going to go to your day job. So yeah. can you tell our listeners what the day in the life of a Toledo Mudhens PA guy is like? So I, I actually do that a little less frequently now than I used to. I, to, get, to get technical, starting in February after a decade plus of being a freelancer and taking any job I could find and not turning anything down, I'm now technically full-time on the play-by-play side with Buckeye. That's um, cool. Very nice. So, Thank you. Um, so I am technically Buckeye Broadband or BCSN's lead play-by-play announcer. I help do game selection. I'm on call to do promotional voiceover stuff and other duties as assigned, whatever they need. I'm happy to show up to meetings and offer some input. Wow. Um, I do still do the hands, but I do far less of it than I used to. I, you know, Back when you were there, Dylan, I was doing, if there was a six-game homestand, I was doing five of six. And maybe yeah. taking Friday off to do high school football or whatever once we got into the fall. Now yeah, I do three games a month and they have wow. a rotating cast of, of people. I'm, I'm really awesome. grateful. I, I told them I can't devote that much time to it anymore um, just because I have other stuff going on. And, and their response was brilliant. It was you can do as much or as little as, as you are available to do. That's so awesome. I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Um, a day of being a public address announcer is basically beforehand learning what I can about how to say players' names, trying to find clips of other broadcasters saying people's names. Uh, and, and that, that's about it. It's uh, I spent a lot more time doing it when I, when I just started out my first year, there was 2014. Um, and I would spend a lot of time preparing beforehand and it didn't take too long to figure out, well, a lot of this is probably not necessary. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, in time, and you guys know, you learn how to do a job and you can be a lot more efficient with it, whatever that may be, whether it's teaching or law or engineering, just to throw three random examples out. Oh, I like that. Random. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, in, in time, you can be a little more economical with it and you can, uh, you, you like can do more time and attention to it while you're there as opposed to uh, ahead of time. So I'll tweak it, Mason. So, yeah. all right. So you are play-by-play full-time with BCSM with everything else you just said, uh, voiceovers and all that awesome stuff. How, all right, in four sentences or less, how did you get to where you are? Like, what did you go to school for? Did you go to school? How did you get where you are? And kind of, um, yeah, just like, what's the path you took? Good luck getting me to hold anything to four sentences or less. <laughs> well, I can tell, and I like this. You have a great voice, and I like hearing it. 
Oh, well, wow. that's one. That's very kind. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I went to the University of Toledo. You did UT Law, right, Dylan? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do we have so other UT rockets. grads? Or rockets. Here? No, Are there no, other, other rockets? Into? Okay. Well, oh. um, <laughs> where did you guys go? So I went to a school, a small private school in Indiana. Trine. Trine University. Oh, you went to Trine. The Toledo okay. area sends a ton of athletes to Trine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're uh, D3 national champions for softball. Um, <laughs> I went to a school out in Pennsylvania called Lebanon Valley College. I'm sorry to say I know nothing about them. Sorry. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, lo it's located in the sweetest part of uh, in the world. So it's in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Oh, literally the sweetest. Yeah, okay. Literally the sweetest. <laughs> Max played puck and Sam played soccer. So yep. they're well, the athletes of the family. Okay. Supposedly. I, um, yeah, I went to the University of Toledo. I studied communications. Uh, all I had really wanted to do from a young age was do play-by-play. -play. And um, I'm extremely lucky to be able to do it. It would have been a terrible shame. And I'm guessing this happens to a lot of people that want to go into it. Um, as they age, they just never develop a voice that anybody can stomach hearing for very long. Um, <laughs> so, so to that end, I'm really lucky. Um, I, people tell me they like my voice. I, I don't know. It's, I'm too close to it. It's mine. I don't have anything <laughs> on it. It's not something that I work at and it's not an affectation. This is just how I talk. You um, didn't spend hours in the mirror? <laughs> no, no, if I spent hours in the mirror, would my hair look like this? <laughs> that's great hair that was, that was cheap and dumb I, that was great. Um, I i'm really grateful that what i always wanted to do as a kid is something that was attainable and i happen to be reasonably good at um there is a part of me that wishes i had been less hell-bent on pigeonholing myself into this one career because who knows what i might have discovered in college that i love um ali clifton who played basketball at the University of Toledo and is now a really highly regarded NBA broadcast journalist. I think she was in her last year of college. She was studying education and stumbled upon broadcasting and thought, oh my God, this is what I'm going to wow. do. This is what I want huh? my life to be. And she's made an awesome, really lucrative and really cool career out of it. So I do wonder what else I might've stumbled into if I hadn't done this, but uh, wow. But you I, like I, it. I can so, keep the lights on. It pays the mortgage. We bought a house. We bought our first house last year, my wife and I. Congratulations. Uh, That's thank awesome. You. Thank you. Um, we're, I'm we're going back to back here, Max. I, love it. I like so, that. Okay. All right. So, Mason, you're a play by play announcer. So, yeah. I know, and you do other things. I get that PA and all that. So, they're good stuff. But let's, let's talk play by play. Um, mm -hmm. Who do you model your style after? Do you watch other people, you know, famous play by play guys? So, like the play by play guys typically aren't the more famous of them. You know, we've got like, uh, Babu Shajan, I can't even say his name on ESPN, right? And there's like, uh, I don't know if Reese Davis even makes it up to the booth anymore. But like, who do you style your play-by-play -play after, would you say? Do you have anyone? Do you have a role model? Um, it's funny. I think everybody, when they start out doing the job, they have people they respect that they want to, if not mimic, at least try and borrow their style. And then if you are fortunate enough to do it long enough, eventually some of that kind of falls away and you're just you. Um, my, my favorite play-by-play -play announcer of all time is Sean McDonough. There we uh, go. I love him. Sean McDonough is a tremendous oh, wordsmith, is always up to the occasion. He, um, he's not afraid to, uh, to, to allow his voice to break. 
sometimes. Um, there have been some notable occasions where his voice has cracked. Uh, Michigan, yeah. Michigan State, ridiculous. All right. No, 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 no. Hang on. I say this as a lifelong Michigan fan. I am the son of two proud Ann Arborites. <laughs> and I spent a lot of my life going to Michigan football and basketball games. So yeah, I don't mean to, I don't mean to so, pick it. I don't know if Max and Sam picked up but, on it, Mason, but that he's talking about. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa, he has <laughs> trouble with the snap. Yeah. That, yeah. That yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, but his, his voice cracks because he's yeah. so. But then he went and did so it. And, he and he was amazing so, at it. Oh, it's so genuine and real. That call. Um, you know, if your voice breaks because you're so engaged in it and you're not expecting it to, that's a sign that so, you're listening to a guy that loves what he does. Um, he's very um, dryly funny. Uh, he has great command of his voice. My favorite call of all time, and you guys are too young for this, but you may have stumbled upon it. It's 1998 NCAA tournament, UConn, Washington. I, w- do me a favor and watch it. It's readily accessible on YouTube. In the last seven, eight seconds of this game, UConn has four or five chances to score from like three feet in from the basket. And his voice is at this, this pitch, Hamilton, no, Vosco, no. And then eventually Rip Hamilton scores the final second and he just loses his mind. (laughs) I've seen that. I I saw that when I was nine years old. And that is still my favorite piece of sports broadcasting. I actually had the chance a few years ago during COVID uh, broadcaster named Dave Leno who does play-by-play for Philadelphia Union in MLS, hosted these roundtable things for, I guess, struggling. We all were during COVID, uh, broadcasters with nothing to do. And he got Sean McDonough on, and I got the chance to tell him that that was my favorite call of all time. That's which was awesome. Just, just that's, extraordinary. That's and, and he's done so much. He remembered it, but it was also one of those where it's like he says he remembered it. He might have just been being polite. He's a really nice guy. For him, it might have just been Thursday morning. I, I don't know. But, <laughs> but to me... To me, that was that was a really cool thing. Um, I love to a lot of English soccer commentators. Uh, there's a man who's now retired named Barry Davis, who is another guy who is a, a wordsmith. Um, kind of sounds like a cross between a poet and a schoolmaster. He, say he sounds like an opera singer who's got some like, dirty, sweet. It, <laughs> yeah. But, all right. That's very he, he's awesome. Another one of my favorites because he uses words so well and he's very economical, doesn't overdo it, doesn't talk too much like I'm doing. All right. <laughs> Mason, um, you're excited and I love it. And you have an excellent voice and no one's going to complain. We're going to have like more female probably followers. <laughs> voice. That's on Spotify. Like, who is that? Mm. All right. But I do have to turn to Sam. Absolutely. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. So you, you call sports, you do the play by play. But what's your favorite sport to play? Ooh. The only sport I can play is even a little bit these days is golf. And I okay. don't golf as much as I would like to. I've only been out a handful of times this year, but, but that was the sport I played in high school. I played it competitively kind of on some like nice. local touring kind of circuits. I was never that great at it. Um, but I, I would love to carve out maybe next summer, a lot more time to get serious about it again, because I find when you play competitively and you take it seriously, like as a teenager, and then you get back into it in your thirties and you're not as good as you were when you were doing it all the time, you kind of don't want to put the time in to get back to where you were. So I'd really like to devote more time to getting back to where I was and shooting scores in the high seventies again, which would be great. That's sweet. Yeah, got me beat. Goodness. <laughs> um, it just takes practice, but I know, I know all the stuff that you do too. You don't have the time for that. None of us do. Fair. 
I've only been able to golf once this summer. It's very sad. Max, give us a question. Uh, so my kind of is like the same as Sam's, but mine's your favorite sport to broadcast, your favorite sport to call. It's a good one. Um, that that is a very good question. That's a really tough question. I think it would probably be a tie between basketball and soccer. Okay. I love the handful of times I've gotten to do golf is a lot of fun because that's a sport that I play and, and really enjoy. And that's, that's a difficult, there's no other sport that that's like it in terms of how you call it. It is almost entirely background information. There's not a lot of, you know, he pulls out his one wood and he swings and he's 280 yards. Like it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's a very different kind of thing to do, but the challenge of figuring out how to do it. And I've, I've called three or four golf tournaments. I'm doing one in September and I think we're doing the Mac men's championship next spring. Nice. Uh, figuring out how to do it properly is, is a blast. I will tell you, and I'll try not to get too long winded on this. We just hosted the Italian football leagues championship Dylan's we talked about we talked about a little on the podcast we did yes but Italian i want to hear about this now so i i was the english language play-by-play announcer for the ifl and the italian bowl which we hosted uh for the last two years uh that was a tremendously enjoyable experience i hope we continue doing it as a network i, I know the city of toledo would like to bring it back in the future i, I hope they do in maybe two three years time next year the Italian bull should be back in Italy somewhere, but I think there's a chance we'll get it again. Uh, the people that yes. came seem to love it. Um, I love getting to know these guys a little bit. We actually went to Italy for a week. Um, I saw, I saw your videos on Twitter. So it was one of my questions. So keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry to steamroll right over your question. Um, that was an awesome trip. We packed a lot into seven days. It culminated with doing a game live in a city called Varese, which is, uh, northeast northwest of milan by about 40 minutes uh we drove all up and down the northern half of the country and met with a bunch of the teams and got to sightsee some and then do the live game and and get a lot of good information we could bring back to make our broadcast better um that was an experience i'll never forget that was a a really really wonderful week i'm so grateful i got the opportunity how was the football you know what what i tell people um so it was common enough knowledge around here that that was kind of my thing. Um, I would tell people, whatever standard you're expecting this to be, it's better than that. I think people's expectations were probably in the basement. Um, and if nothing else, it's somewhere on the first floor, let's say. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what you're looking at is guys, just to give you an example, I don't know if you saw any of the game or followed it at all. Um, Parma, uh, the Parma Panthers threw two touchdowns in the first half. One was caught by a 17-year-old and one was caught by a 40-year-old. Holy baby. <laughs> so it really runs the gamut. You'll have teams that have a 16-year-old safety and a 47-year-old left guard. Uh, 47 is the mandatory retirement age in the IFL. <laughs> they got to um, kick them out. Otherwise, they just stay yeah, they, they won't. They won't give it up. And, you know, it's guys, guys that are in high school, guys that are in college, guys that are architects and musicians and magicians and engineers and garbage men and dental assistants. It just runs the gamut of these people that are willing to destroy their bodies for no pay. They don't get paid. The American imports that go over, they get like an apartment and a, and a stipend a few grand a month or whatever for four months through the duration of the season. 
Um, but they just love it and they invest a lot of time and literal blood and sweat into the sport that very few people in Italy uh, give a rat's ass about, quite frankly. They're very low on the sporting totem pole. Um, wow. There was a guy that came from Parma, uh, Michele Minuti was his name. He's 37 years old. Never played American football till age 35. And wow. played one year in the second division over there, signed with Parma. And in the, uh, the semifinal game of the playoffs, he had two sacks, one of which was a safety that helped turn the tide to get them to Toledo. Uh, you, you can't, you couldn't write fiction if you tried. It was, it was a, like I say, a marvelous experience. The human stories were so good. And the football was pretty good too. It, it was a lot better than most people would expect. That's awesome. Um, very cool, Mason. Uh, so with that, I mean, we have so many more questions. I see we have so yeah. little time, but here's what we're going to do. So what we're going to yeah. do is we're going to extend this to a two-parter. We're going to go for, we're going to go for another five minutes. We're going to ask two more questions. Same, we better have yeah. one. And I'm going to ask one first. And then we're going to go to a second part, two of this episode, play by play, day by day. Um, is that, if that's all right with you, Mason. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Thank you. So I will go with my question. Um, you already mentioned it and I was going to bring it up, bring it up, but you're still rolling and I loved it. So COVID, you brought up COVID and you got to talk to ask Sean McDonough a question. Um, what was COVID like? So COVID sucked for everyone. Yeah. Um, but there were no sports. Uh, there was, I mean, I was in my basement betting on horse racing. Finally, when it came back in early baseball came back a little there. So yeah, what and, was, and then Korean baseball, right? That Korean, was I was a big Korean baseball had. better. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. right. Uh, so what was Cole, what was your job like during COVID and has it impacted how it currently is today? Because I know like Big Tang Network, even ESPN was using like the Zoom in or like, you know, the media in to yeah. broadcast games. So like, how has your job been impacted? So what was it like and how has it been impacted? Well, well, long-term it hasn't had much of an impact in, in the short term um, in March of 2020, it was, it was hell because I didn't know what in the world I was going to do to make a living. Uh, you know, it, it was kind of open-ended. Uh, we, we got an email as a company, we got an email from our GM at the time saying, there's no sports and we can't put anything on TV. So good luck to you. We'll let you know when everything comes back. And at the time I was just freelancing. Thank God my wife is a school teacher. So we had her money coming in during that. Um, but I didn't have anything. Everything, everything I did was, you know, what they call the gig economy. Um, on top of which, a, a thing that I still do during the days, I work as a proofreader and, and editor for a market research place. They do um, mystery shopping across a bunch of different fields, mostly hospitality and, and retail. And that stopped too. Like there were suddenly, there were no mystery shoppers doing anything because the stores were all closed. Um, so every, every source of income I had was, was gone. And, um, this is so bizarre. Maybe the, I've never been more excited in my life outside of my wedding day than um, Ohio, Ohio opened up. Um, PUA was called Pandemic Unemployment Assistance. And it was essentially unemployment for people like me, for freelancers and gig workers. And it took a while for that to come together. And I was obsessively, it was maybe six weeks after everything stopped or maybe two months, I honestly don't remember at this point. Um, but I submitted everything and I'm obsessively checking my bank information to see if I've gotten a check, if everything was accepted. Cause I wouldn't know until I think 
I bank with Huntington and I think three in the morning is when the next day's deposits yeah. get posted and I'm refreshing 258, <laughs> and three o'clock and I'm sitting on the couch in the living room of our old rental playing Tiger Woods 14 on the Xbox 360 or something. <laughs> and all of a sudden I see this massive deposit go in and I just burst into tears. I, it was it was relief and joy and sadness that, well, this is great, but now what? Um, Damn, that's that's crazy. Like I'm, it's hard. Like you can't say like I'm sorry. I don't know. I am sorry. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. That's I'm happy thanks. you are out the other side of that. Um, you know, well, we, I, I tell you what, I will never take anything I have professionally, in particular, for granted ever again. I, to, to think, to fathom that something that you that obviously lets you keep the lights on, but also something that you genuinely love. I don't genuinely love every aspect of the job, but but the games and the sporting events that didn't happen, that's an outlet for all of us in one way or another. We're either fans or we're extremely fortunate that we can work in sports, which is so enjoyable darn near every day. Um, the thought that it could be taken away so quickly and have it snowball the way that it did. I am, you know, I, I'm telling my little sob story here. I, I didn't lose anyone to COVID. Um, I didn't lose any loved ones. Nobody got sick long-term. I, to my knowledge, have not had it. If I have, I've never been symptomatic. Um, so I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones. There are a lot of people that are nowhere near as fortunate as me. A lot of people that, you know, were bursting into tears at three in the morning for reasons that are far more severe than I just got paid a lot of money to not go to work, quite frankly. That's true, but still. Uh, so COVID was a nasty there year for you or a year or more or so but now presently it's uh no general impact you'd say yeah not really um the biggest impact that it had other than you know going i think five months without doing a game um man everything stopped on a wednesday i think it was and that friday i was supposed to commentate on jared big baby anderson's first professional boxing match he just had a big fight actually the night of the italian bowl he had a big match on espn downtown at the huntington center and i was supposed to do his professional debut and it got canceled and it wasn't within the window for our company that it got canceled and i still got paid so i didn't get to do the match and i didn't get paid to not do it um the, so, oh. and i know we're, we're kind of up against the clock here but very quickly when we came back everything we did was solo commentary at bcsn so i did nine months of games almost exclusively by myself, which was a challenge and not one I want to repeat. That's a, that is a very different skill set that young guys that do radio in college tend to have to do. I didn't really do a lot of that. So I was all at sea trying to uh, learn how to do a bunch of games alone. And I really hope I never have to do it again. Damn. You're talking play-by-play -play and commentating. That's wild. All right. That's a really good answer, Mason. Thank you. Um, Sam, I promised you a question. You'll lead off. All right, deal. Part <laughs> Sounds good. All right. So thank you to our listeners, our GHLs, our great heroic listeners. Uh, this is episode 45, play by play, day by day. We're gonna come back for round two, part two. Uh, so don't hop off, keep listening. Mason's got great stuff to say, so keep going. All right, see you all soon. <laughs>